Welcome to the Retirement Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Greg Gonzalez. My goal for the podcast is to help you live a better life in retirement by giving you the tools and information you need in a language that you can understand. I'm a financial advisor in St. Louis, Missouri. My company is called St. Louis Retirement Advisors, so we help people plan for a successful future in retirement. Generally speaking, we work with people 50 and older as they plan for the retirement of their dreams. If you have questions about your own retirement or you're looking for a second opinion from a independent fiduciary financial advisor, you can check out our website, which is retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. That's retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. While you're at our website, you can check out our previous episodes as well as our free resources, which are available to all of our listeners. And those resources include my retirement secret sauce, which I invite you. I spent a lot of time creating that, and I know it will help everybody that is in that retirement planning phase. So retirement secret sauce is probably the most popular item on the resource center of our website, as well as my couple's guide to a dream retirement. That's a new resource that we just added a couple weeks ago. So check those out there on our website, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. Don't be bashful. If you have questions at the bottom of the website, it'll say, ask Greg a question. Please reach out with any questions you have that you think I can help with. A lot of the questions I get from listeners end up being future topics for episodes of the podcast. So a lot of these topics, like today, I've been having countless conversations with people about the two things that you should not consider purchasing or buying right now, and I'm going to explain why. So that's the topic for today's episode is two things to avoid purchasing in the near future. And I know a lot of people in this day and age anyway, they lack a lot of patience. We live in a society where we want things right now, whether it's a drive-up window, whether it's an app with Grubhub and DoorDash and all these different things where they get the food delivered right to you right away. Yes, that's the world we live in, but a lot of times it pays to be patient. So on today's episode, we're going to be talking about the discussions I've been having with my own clients recently about what's going on in their lives and the two things that they should avoid buying in the near future. So I'm all set. Let's jump right into today's episode. And remember, check out the website, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. Okay, today's topic, I wanted to talk about two things that you should consider avoiding purchasing in the next 12, 18, 24 months. The first thing is pretty obvious for most people with the real estate market right now. A lot of people are experiencing a lot of frustration and irritation when trying to purchase either a condo or home, some kind of real estate, because what they're running into is there's such a shortage of supply of homes available that whenever they go to put a contract down on a house, there ends up being so much competition that the ending purchase price of the home ends up being for 10 to 30% more than the asking price. And even 10 to 30% more than what the house is even appraising for. So I just think it's a very bad idea to pay 20 or 30% more than 
the house is actually even appraised for during this current environment. And I know a lot of people, they want to buy the house now. They either want to downsize or they want to upgrade or relocate. And I get it. You're ready to move. You want that new house. But I've talked to a lot of clients about this. They voice their frustrations with the lack of inventory and putting multiple contracts down only to get denied. And I've even talked to my clients' lenders as well. And what the mortgage lenders are saying is so many people are buying these homes 20, 30% more than the asking price. And what the lenders were all saying to me is a lot of these people are going to have regrets about this decision in the next 12 to 24 months as the inventory of homes gets back to where it should be and home prices start to go down to where they should be. Dave Ramsey on his radio show was talking about this real estate market and how he's never seen anything like it. And what this real estate market can be attributed to is a couple different things. Number one, there's such a supply and demand shortage. So there's a huge, huge demand for homes, but the supply is just not there. Couple of reasons. The lumber production and lumber manufacturers were shut down last year during COVID for months and months. And so the price of lumber has went way, way up. So for those people wanting to build a new home, what they're finding is, is the quote or the bid they're getting for building the new home is just at a premium right now, just because of the cost of lumber. So everybody is kind of avoiding building a new home at this point and looking for maybe a used home on the market. So with so much demand on that used home market, the supply just can't keep up. And not only that, I have a lot of clients that are holding off on putting their home on the market. Maybe they want to downsize just because they're uncomfortable with being able to find a house that they can downsize into, and they're just going to kind of wait it out. The other factor that plays all into this is that interest rates are so, so low. So, so many people are able to get approved for maybe a home loan that they wouldn't otherwise be approved for based on the current interest rate environment with interest rates on the floor, basically. They might be able to get approved for a lot, lot more than they were before COVID because interest rates are even lower now. So that's another factor is, again, interest rates being so low, people are able to afford these mortgages for a new home. And in a normal environment, if interest rates were four, five, six percent, maybe those same people wouldn't even be in the house market. So if you were inheriting a house right now, it would be a great time to sell. Perfect, perfect time. But if you have to relocate or you're trying to downsize and the inventory is just not there, it's kind of a bad time. You're better off waiting. We never encourage someone to pay 20 or 30% more than the appraised price or the asking price for a home because it just doesn't make sense. And again, the mortgage company is only gonna lend based on the appraised value. So a lot of people are bringing cash into these home purchases to make up for the difference. So in my personal opinion, I think it's gonna make more sense to wait until the inventory of homes, of used homes, increases and the price of lumber goes down so you've got more people building new homes and less people therefore looking at the used home market. 
And the Fed has already said that they plan to keep interest rates low for the foreseeable future. So with all those people that are trying to get in on a mortgage while interest rates are low, what I'll tell you is, in my opinion, and the Fed's opinion, you've got time. Interest rates are not going to jump up anytime soon. So real estate, buying that new home or relocating or downsizing, you might be better off waiting unless you want to pay a big premium for a property that you might regret a few months or even years later. The other thing that I'm telling people to avoid purchasing in this current environment that we're in are CDs or long-term CDs and long-term annuities. So let's talk about this. Why would I encourage people to kind of hold off on those purchases? So CDs, let's say you were interested in buying a five-year CD. So I always reference the website bankrate.com. If you click on banking and then CD rates or best CD rates, it'll kind of give you an idea of what a five-year CD out there would pay. Without going down to your local bank, you could always call them up. But a five-year CD right now is going to pay probably in your area a whopping 1%. So for the next five years, it would pay 1% across the board. So the reason why I would avoid purchasing a CD is I don't like seeing someone lock their money in on something like a CD or an annuity while interest rates are at all time lows because the interest that you would earn in that CD or that annuity is going to be a lot, lot less than if interest rates were a lot higher. So I just don't think it makes sense to be happy with a 1% CD for the next five years when we expect rates to be a lot higher in the future, because we know they can't go any lower. So it's the same thing with annuities. In my opinion, now would not be the time to put money into an annuity because the insurance companies are the ones that sell or offer annuities and they move their cap rates, their benefit rates, interest rates of the annuity down as interest rates go down. So back in March of 2020, March 15th actually, is when the Fed cut the interest rates to zero, right? Everybody might remember back in March 15th of last year. So what did insurance companies do that offer these annuities? What did banks do that offer these CDs? They all cut the interest rates that they were paying a lot, lot lower at that point, many of them almost immediately. And why did they do that? Why would a bank do that? Why would an insurance company do that? Because they're not in the business of losing money. Insurance companies are not trying to lose money through annuity offerings, and banks are not trying to lose money with CD offerings or savings accounts, whatever money markets, whatever it might be. A lot of these insurance companies, which offer annuities, go off of like the 10-year treasury, for example. And during that time last year in March, when interest rates were cut to the floor, that's when the 10-year treasury, of course, plummeted to about a half a percent interest. So the time to buy a long-term CD or a long-term annuity is when interest rates are higher. The time to take advantage of low interest rates are times like these. So a lot of people are refinancing their homes, their debt. Many companies are refinancing their debt or issuing bonds to take advantage of these low rates. But to put your safe money into a CD or an annuity just doesn't make sense to me while interest rates are this low. Because they've got one way to go, as we said, in 24 to 36 months, you can expect interest rates to be quite a bit higher. 
and you'd probably be better off just by waiting for that time. Don't lock your money into something that's going to pay you 1% or less than 1% for the next five or six, seven years. It just doesn't make sense. And I mentioned annuities a little bit here, and I had Jenny that went to my website, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com, and at the bottom, there's Ask Greg a Question, so I wanted to answer Jenny's question. Jenny in her email basically says, I've heard a lot of bad things about annuities. Her mom actually owns an annuity, and would I be able to go through the good, the bad, and the ugly in regards to annuities on the podcast, as well as review Jenny's mom's annuity for her. Absolutely. So, and if any other listener out there owns an annuity and you want a second opinion on it, I'd be happy to. I actually enjoy reviewing different annuity contracts and I'll give you my honest opinion of what you have, how it's beneficial to you, the disadvantages that I see and so forth. So you can go to my website, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. At the bottom there, you can click the message, send Greg a message, and I'd be happy to review your annuity for you. But I want to thank Jenny for her question, the good, the bad, and the ugly about annuities. And to be upfront, I am not anti-annuity. I think they are misrepresented a lot of times, and I think they're confusing to a lot of people because they're so complex, or they can be so complex. So you want to make sure you understand what you're getting or what you own. And that's why I am offering to help teach you or explain to you the annuity that you own. Again, if you want the second opinion, go to the website. So that's one of the big disadvantages I see is annuities can be very, very complex. And when you get your contract, so annuities are offered through life insurance companies. And so they're offered in form of a contract. And so if you buy an annuity, they give you a contract. You don't have an account number, you have a contract number, and they send you this big booklet that explains the ins and outs of the annuity that you are purchasing. The other disadvantage of an annuity is they're meant to be long-term investments or long-term holds. So they range, generally speaking, anywhere from five to 15 years. And so what that means essentially is you have to hold the annuity or keep the annuity for a certain amount of time without paying a surrender penalty. And so after a certain number of years, let's say you buy a seven-year annuity, at the end of seven years, you would be able to withdraw the money without any penalties. You may have taxes and things like that, but any penalties that the insurance company would charge you to get out of it are over after a certain amount of time. So many times I'm teaching people, okay, do you own a five-year annuity, a seven-year annuity, or a 10 or even longer? So that's an important thing to realize. How long do you have to keep your money in this thing? It's kind of like a a five-year CD. Okay, you're going to have surrender penalties or charges should you try to withdraw your money out of that CD before it matures in the five-year period. So uh, continuing with the disadvantages, number one, they can be very confusing. Number two, they're illiquid. You got to keep them for, for a certain amount of time. Number three, they can be very, very expensive depending on the type of annuity that you buy. A lot of times you can add riders onto these annuity contracts, which then in turn add an extra expense and make them the total cost essentially go up. So you might add a lifetime income benefit. It might be a return of principal benefit. It might be a death benefit. 
There's all these different riders that you can sometimes add to these annuity contracts. And the more bells and whistles you add to the annuity contract, the more the price or the expenses go up. So you want to make sure you have a good idea of the total cost, the expenses that you're paying, and then you can determine whether it's a good value for what you're paying. And another disadvantage of annuities that I see is they're often misrepresented. So you want to make sure that you understand why the annuity is appropriate for you. So if you're looking for something that guarantees lifetime income, well, an annuity may be appropriate. An annuity in that form is going to act as if it were a pension, and it's guaranteed by the full faith and credit of the insurance company. So you want to make sure that you understand the longevity and the strength of the insurance company is what your guarantee is riding on. And so for many people, especially let's assume maybe a husband and wife, they might choose to purchase an annuity that pays lifetime income for both husband and wife. So as long as they live, potentially they'll have lifetime income for both of them. So that might be a benefit of purchasing an annuity like that. There are other annuities that are maybe like fixed annuities, which pay a interest rate, kind of like a CD, and you might be able to earn higher interest in a fixed annuity than you could inside of a CD. Keep in mind, you have the insurance company backing that interest rate, but with a CD, you might have FDIC that is standing behind your CD. So apples and oranges there. One advantage that I'll point out about annuities in general is they offer tax deferral. So as the money grows inside of the annuity, it is all tax deferred money. So a lot of the high net worth, high income earners really do enjoy annuities because of that tax deferral component. But overall, I would say that annuities are becoming more and more popular inside of banks. So advisors who are located in a bank or a credit union, just because they're trying to offer something above and beyond what a CD interest rate is paying. So what I will say kind of in summary is if you do want to make an annuity a part of your overall plan and your overall portfolio, please, please, please make sure you understand what you are getting yourself into. Make sure you understand all the surrender penalties in case you want to put your car in reverse and try to get out of it. Make sure you understand how the annuity credits interest or makes you money. Make sure you understand what riders might be associated with the particular annuity that you're looking at. Make sure you understand the credit situation of the insurance company that's behind the annuity. So just remember, annuities are a tool, just like a hammer or a saw. Many projects don't require a saw. You just have to make sure that the tool is appropriate for the job. So Jenny, thanks so much for your question. And thanks so much for tuning in to the Retirement Made Easy podcast. And remember, always dream big. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, please consult your attorney, tax advisor, or financial advisor prior to investing. This is a hypothetical example and is not representative of any specific investment. Your results may vary. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices mentioned are 
are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. The Smart Vester program is a directory of investment professionals. Neither Dave Ramsey nor Smart Vester are affiliates of St. Louis Retirement Advisors or LPL Financial. There is no guarantee that a diversified portfolio will enhance overall returns or outperform a non-diversified portfolio. Diversification does not protect against market risk. All investing involves risk, including loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, Memra FINRA, SIPC.